0: Dynamics changed. We've told you all about it uh, from Monday on about North Dakota politics. It's not often you have two statewide office uh, positions now wide open. And uh, the vacation, not the vacation, I guess, uh, the vacated seat uh, now in Congress because Congressman Armstrong is running for uh, governor brings a lot of intrigue into that that office and who's going to be in and who's not. You saw the opportunistic approach right away. when Rick Becker said, hey, you know what? That looks like a fine seat there. Uh, But long before that, uh, before even, I believe, Kelly Armstrong announced he was seeking re-election on this show at that time, the Democratic NPL uh, got their candidate. And uh, Trig V. Hammer is that candidate, and he joins us right now here on After News Live. Trig V., pleasure to have you on. How you been?
1: Oh, Hi. I've been pretty good. Uh, can't complain. Very been good. on the phone a lot, talking a lot.
0: I imagine. I imagine the last 48 hours have ramped up as well uh, because now all of a sudden this, this race has changed completely. You had an incumbent uh, that is, you know, provides a lot a bigger hill to climb, so to speak, and now it's an open race. And that dynamic is uh, going to be one that I think uh, you, as a candidate who's been on the ballot once before, can actually take advantage of. So how's it been?
1: It's been it's been really good. You know, I we've been the whole time we have you know, not counted on Armstrong definitely being in the race. He announced the same day that we did. But, uh, you know, I said in earlier interviews that uh, you, we we're we're not planning on Armstrong necessarily being the guy. We're just being the campaign that we're about, about getting out here and, and getting someone to Congress who will make it work. So
0: that's the the first question for those that have not had a chance to to hear any of your previous public comments. Uh, Why did you make the decision? Why are you running for Congress?
1: Well, you know, first of all, Katrina Christensen and I both promised last cycle that we would be back and be on the ballot. <clears throat> and we keep our promises, so here we are. Um, a lot of people talked to me about the congressional race in between then. Uh, they knew I was going to be on the, on the ticket for something, and uh, that seemed to be where a lot of people wanted to go, and, and that's what I was looking at, too. We've had a historically unproductive Congress uh, over the last year, and it, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better, and the only way it will is if the Republican conference is not in the majority. Otherwise, you're going to have these same few people who are out looking for attention more than progress controlling what happens in Congress, and in that case, it's going to be nothing.
0: Well, uh, that sentiment isn't just from a Democrat that's wanting to be in Congress. I've heard that from Republican congressional members in Texas. Chip Roy had those same sentiments mm-hmm. saying, what, what can I even go back home and say that we accomplished here? Yeah. So I don't think that's a necessarily a partisan approach to it because if they're claiming the same thing, look, we haven't got anything done that we can go uh, boast about for why you need to send more Republicans out here that you got a leg like to stand on. Uh, the question is, what do you bring? to this uh the background for those that have not had a chance to meet uh you trigvia what what do they need to know
1: Well you know I bring a pretty diverse background when you look at all the things I've done the thing that ties a lot of it together is leadership and the other thing is you know I've been boots on the ground and you know I I grew up in Belva I got out of high school I joined the navy I was navy nuclear power went to the naval academy Chose Marine Corps out of there. I was a helicopter pilot, a forward air controller. I went to uh, Iraq in 2003 as an infantry officer with a platoon uh, with a sector over there. I, I came back. I, I did other things. I, I also had a little time as an airline pilot in there just to throw that in the mix. Came back here. I taught science out in Granville for three years. And I, I was a roughneck on workover rigs out in the Bakken. And I've uh, also been a uh, freight rail conductor.
0: Good grief! That is a resume. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know about the depths of which I, I knew about your service for which I thank you. Uh, I, I knew about your dedication going and and serving in uniform here. I didn't understand how much more after that you came and having that experience. I know you're in Western North Dakota, meaning and this is an inside thing of uh, after his life west of eighty three, and, and all of the things yeah. that co- come along with that. That uh, you know the. The experience of that oil industry and the expansion that's happened that that your neighborhood has had to go through has really changed the dynamics of North Dakota and, quite frankly, North Dakota politics. So, you being in Western North Dakota, how does that give you a benefit or a challenge in this race?
1: Well, I'm in Western North Dakota. I, it's When I walk out on the street and I talk to people at work and, and go around – I am. I'm not running into Democrats all over the place. You know, it might not be like some parts of Fargo where where that may be true, but that is not true out here. And so, I see the Republican perspective a lot of times, and and I understand it. And and my campaign is, you know, we're sort of a you know with malice for none kind of campaign. We're we're looking to understand, and uh, you know, create ties and and come to solutions. And the other thing about us is we're really, you know we are that we we know we have to work and every day we're doing the work to raise the money. Um, all these changes have really helped on the, on the fundraising side of it. But, um, you know, we're just, uh, we're just out here working. And, and when I talk to Republicans, you know, one thing they really don't like, or a lot of them don't like is this idea of Armstrong as the heir apparent to Burgum. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of, there are plenty of Republicans who, just don't like that assumption. Don't like how comfortable everybody is with, oh, if Bergam goes, it's going to be Armstrong. So it's going to be really interesting here. And I don't think anybody feels like the Republican conventions are going to be boring.
0: I uh, know. And you can add me to that camp as well. I, I think the dynamics and you're going to be in town that same weekend. I understand here in Fargo, uh, both the Republican and Democratic conventions are on the same weekend. And you're right. It's not going to be boring. Uh, and. The reason why I'd asked, uh, because you you nailed it. I mean, I'm sitting in Fargo. And though there are not tons of Democrats, there are many more Democrats in this metro area than there are uh, west of, quite frankly, (laughs) I-29, you know, for the most part here. And I've been out in the the oil patch. I've campaigned that statewide race before. Got to see all corners of the state. Had a great time. The worldview is different. And I think it's a a benefit to you to be immersed in it. Those are your neighbors. You hear it in a different way that speaks more to a broader base of North Dakota, not just Democrats, Republicans and independents, that I think is going to be refreshing on this campaign trail.
1: Yeah. And, and really we're just kind of a lot about working people too. Um, You know, a lot of people feel and i think they may be correct in in feeling that way is that you know the democratic party which which used to look after them kind of abandoned them for maybe for more wall street ties or things like that and and they just know that the economy now is is rigged against them they know that you know that ceo grabbing his you know multimillion dollar bonus he is not worth the, that you know that bonus much less his base pay and uh, they, and shareholders are you see it in all all across the railroads everywhere out there you know why is the shareholder the king why why is it always about the next earnings report and uh you know why is it not more about the workers we saw the UAW strike this summer uh GE came to an agreement or general motors came to an agreement with them and they took it so hard out of hide that at the end of September then general motors did a uh, 10 billion dollar stock buyback so when you're on the when you're the person out there on the line working and you had to fight like crazy to get decent working conditions and decent wages and then you see the company do a 10 billion dollar stock buyback you know that does not generate good feeling towards towards the economy towards those in control well
0: and i know people are pointing out oh record profit this record profit that well guess where some of that's coming and who's not then receiving some of the earnings because of where it's going on the backs of those workers that have helped make that profit. Yeah. Uh, Trigvy, I got comments coming in for you. Uh, and uh, there's multiple that sound similar to this. Uh, Trig v sounds like someone who's ready to represent North Dakota, to do the people's work. Thank you for your continued service. Uh, another one hammer sounds like a great guy to bring uh, the working man back to the democratic party in North Dakota. And this goes on to say I was raised blue collar uh, so you're you're gaining traction, or you're getting some attention out there. If you want people to get to know you more, where do they go? Do you have a website?
1: I do. It's nd dot com. So hammer like the tool f o r n d dot com. And uh, they can find all that information there, get a hold of us, uh, donate if they like. You know, we politicians are always looking for uh, more campaign funds. Well,
0: that's that's the necessary, I would say sometimes evil, of this whole campaign, that you got to raise the money to get the word out. So that's one of the necessary parts. Even though it sucks to be asking people for money, doesn't it? It's just a necessary Oh,
1: yeah. You feel so... Like you feel so unworthy when you're you know sitting down to make that call, but you know that's that's the kind of grind you got to do every day. You got to do that work, and that's that's what we're doing as a campaign, just doing the work every day, and i I feel like that's what you have to do in Congress. You got to get there. Uh, North Dakotans hired you, federal government pays you, but you you know you're going to get a w two. It's your job to be there and work every day. And it's not the big splashy things that make the difference. It's that everyday work ethic.
0: Trigvy, I look forward to having these conversations again uh, farther on down the trail. Until then, you take care of yourself, all
1: right? I will. You take care, too. Guys.
0: All right. Thank you, Trigvy Hammer. He's the Democratic MPL candidate here in North Dakota. Your response, 35270. What zero. What'd you hear? What's you your first impression? That's the first time I've had an opportunity to visit with Trigvy Hammer. Right here, live on radio. So uh, I'll give you some of my uh, impressions when we come back, and I'll share yours. Whole rest of the way. It's you, me, this microphone, yourself, one. I'm Tyler Axness. You gotta lock into KFGO Fargo.